Hello everyone and welcome to Relatable Self-Improvement Podcast. A podcast where we all learn, tell jokes, and grow to build a better future for ourselves, our families, and even that cute dog we saw in the street last time. My name is Nela and I will be your not-so-funny comedian. I mean, host. Now, let's all just jump into the podcast, shall we? Let's go! Today's podcast topic is... How to stay motivated. Look, we've all been there. A day when you wake up in the morning, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, you open the window, you breathe into the sweet, sweet, fresh air, and you say, Man, I really don't feel like doing the work today. And so you close the window, put out the blinds, and retreat to your cave of solitude. We've all had those days, at least once in our lives, right? Who doesn't? I mean, I understand. I mean, we all have those days where we just come home from work or school and we're excited, you know? We're excited to actually have some time for ourselves, to do our projects, to do all of the things that we could do, you know? To get more closer to our goals. But then, you turn on the TV just out of curiosity and then you found out that your favorite TV show just released a new episode. We all had that one TV show, don't we? That one goddamn TV show. Or there's even one of those days where we had no distractions but we just don't feel like doing the work. We aren't motivated to do anything. So I did a research on this and what makes people motivated and I have gathered around seven strategies to stay motivated well actually it is literally seven strategies so let's just hop on to it number one focus on things in your control based on studies people who have a sense of control will have more motivation than people who don't as an example let's pretend that there is two people one of them his name is Janet and one of them is Joe. Okay? Just 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 bear with me. <laughs> Jenna and Joe wanted to start a phone phone case business. And they're both very, very excited. But then Joe and Janet found out that finding a reliable supplier would be a challenge. Jenna is already very frustrated. They believe that things are getting out of control. Like the whole world is against them and the world is a lion and the end of the world is gonna come because they can't find a goddamn supplier. They blame all the external world factors like the rain, the poor internet connection, their car breaking down, that big spaghetti that spilled all over their suit. Yes. Now because like they feel the world is against them, Janet starts to think, boy. What's the point in trying if I'm gonna fail anyway? Now this kind of thought is super deadly because this is usually the reason why people end up losing their motivation. Whereas Joe here, although he also thinks that the situation is difficult, they believe that he believes that there he have more control over the environment than Janet. And this causes him to not be easily shaken up. Joe has an internal locus of control. An internal locus of control is the degree to which people believe that they, as opposed to external 
forces have control over the outcomes of events in their lives. I totally did not search that up on Google. Okay, I, I did. I, I did search that up on Google. Stop. <laughs> now, to put it simply, the internal locus of control is similar to playing a video game. You are the player. You're the one with the controller. You are the one that's controlling your characters wherever you're going. Either you get struck by lightning in the game, it's all your fault. <laughs> you get eaten by a monster, oh damn, it's your fault. <laughs> if you get a treasure chest and one and defeated the monster, hell yeah, it's, it's all you. You are the one that's responsible. And you are the one that's in control. Everything ha happened because of you. Whereas people with external locus of control believe that their their success is determined control believe that their success is determined by factors beyond their control like luck, fates, biases, etc. They're the kind of people who believe that their lives are all set in stone and then they have no control. Okay, since we know the difference between these two, now the question is how do we overcome it? Well, based on our research, well, my research, it is said that you need to appreciate the times you solve the problem, no matter how big or small. Either it's as big as King Kong or as small as an ant. Let's say you have a room and it's a total mess. Go take a time and clean it, even if it's just the little things like packing up your bed or tidying up your shelves. Appreciate and congratulate yourself for solving the problem. By doing this, you're building that belief like of, Hey, I did that! This problem was solved because I did it! Haha! <laughs> yes, so basically, developing internal locus of self-control. It is an important one. Okay, next one! Number two! Think about the end goal. Yes! Like, let's say you really want to learn how to play that rickroll on the piano to rickroll your friends. Or even getting that A on that math exam. Think about the goal. Is it worth it? Think about the benefits and the rewards you'll be getting afterwards. I know for a fact if I get an A on my math exam, my mama's gonna drive me into to Carl's Jr. and get me that wonderful juicy mushroom burger. Burgers are great. Oh, and she definitely believes that I'm smart now, but gotta buy myself some Gucci sunglasses, am I right? Just kidding, babes. Damn, just thinking of it makes me motivate. It just motivates me a lot. Now, remembering the end goal definitely helps us with motivation, especially when you have that goal written down and hung it on a wall. Put it, put it on a billboard somewhere right in front of your apartment. Just kidding, you can just put it right where you wake up where you see it every morning and every night before you go to sleep. And you know, visualizing your goals is also an effective way to build up motivation. We'll talk up there's a tip after this about visualizing one's goals and we'll get we're gonna get more into it soon. Yes. Now the third tip is changing your mindset changing the mindset yes changing the mindset means changing the way you view things let's say you're you're about to go to class right instead of saying I damn damn Jared I really gotta go to class 
no 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 stop saying that and say I get to the I get to go to class there Jared do you see the difference if you say I gotta go to class it's like saying you're required to go to class but if you say I get to go to class it sounded more like it's an opportunity like like yeah I get to go to class and learn many things that would be beneficial to me I mean knowledge is one of the keys to success just saying and another thing, when you're on your way to achieve success, start thinking of yourself as a success chaser instead of a failure avoider. Because if you were to think that you're a failure avoider, you're just going to constantly think of the failures. And that is going to create doubt. It will create fear. You will start thinking like, oh, okay, I gotta avoid failure at all costs. But because you're saying you're a failure avoider, you're gonna focus on that failure. But if you say you're a success chaser, you'll be focusing on the success. You'll be finding ways to achieve that success instead of focusing on the negatives. Now, number four, and it's all about the community. Wait a second, so what does a community have to do with motivation? Well, have you ever heard of the statement, hang out with a flower boy and you'll end up smelling like flowers, hang out with a garbage boy and you'll end up smelling like garbage? Yeah, well, the point of this statement is to be careful with who you surround yourself with. There are people out there who might drain your motivation dry. And there are some people who motivate you, like the sun and the plant. Best friends motivate each other. Now, surround yourself with like-minded people who, instead of dragging you down, they help you up. Let's say you're hanging around with people who constantly don't care about the world. Their whole life is just wasting money, talking about how life sucks, but isn't doing anything to improve it. Well, guess what? You'll be ending up like those dudes if you hang out with them. You'll be end up doing the same things too, buddy. Now, whereas, if you hang out with people who constantly chase their dreams, people who believe in you, support you, and is motivated, you'll not only feel motivated, but you'll also have a sense of inspiration. You have this thing in your head that just constantly tells you to like, I gotta be just like my friends. I gotta be chasing my dreams. And I have, and I know that based from experiences. <laughs> It's hanging out with the right people is just like the chef's kiss. You should you should know about that. <laughs> Number five, focus on the vision. This is what I'm talking about. We'll be talking about envisioning your goals. Now, envisioning your goals is something that is very important because why? Because when you're envisioning your goals, you become motivated. You may be asking, well, how did that work? Well, let's say you like, you have a dream, okay? And you close your eyes and you just visualize it. Imagine what it's like to live that dream. And not just imagining it. You have to put your feelings into it because we all know one of the, one of the most influential thing about the human it's always gotta be the emotions. The emotions are usually the ones that's 
making decisions for everyone. <laughs> and this is the same thing like this. If you put your feelings into this vision, if you close your eyes, imagine, and then just put all your heart and soul into it, you start to feel like I have to chase this. You have to I have to chase this goal. I'd say you can envision your goals every morning and every night. I think that would be a really good idea. Yes, actually that is a good idea. Now, try it yourself right now. Close your eyes. Imagine you achieving your goals and put your feelings to it. How does it feel to finally finally get to that goal? How does it feel when you finally realize that you're able to reach it? What would your parents think? What would your friends think? And most importantly, what would you think of yourself? Imagine. We can do this for as long as you wish. Sometimes even the three minute would be would do the trick. Now number six, break it down. When the task is too big, sometimes we could lose uh, motivation to do so. It's like when your teacher gives you a homework and it's 10 pages long. We all hate that one. But if you break it down into smaller little projects, you will not get overwhelmed. You will start seeing, oh yes, this is manageable. So let's pretend, this is for an example, you're an animator and your job is to animate this super cool fighting scene. But after looking in an looking at the animation frames, you realize that this project is going to take longer time than expected. And there's just so many things to get done. Remember, when the job's too big, you can always break it down to small pieces. Maybe instead of doing all the work at once, you can do six amount of frames a day. Or, depends really, I don't know a whole lot about animation, not gonna lie. But just break it down, you know, break it down. <laughs> it's like you're piecing up a, a big puzzle piece that is about 40,000 pieces. That may be massive work, but if you break it down to 20 pieces a day, you'll not be overwhelmed. And you're getting closer and closer to your goals instead of not at all. You know, this reminds me of the book Atomic Habits. The author never said to go 100% each day, but instead break it down and work your way up and improve 1% each day. And now, last but not least, tip number 7, learn from each other. This one is also tied to the community tip. Learning is necessary when you want to achieve your goals, and it could help you a lot with motivation. You could always learn from reading books. This also counts because you're learning from other people's mistakes and what they're and their research throughout those years. Be sure they're nonfiction books. <laughs> And you could also learn new things from other people around you. Join a discussion. Let's say for an example, if you want to learn about real estate, you can learn it by reading books, watching videos, or having discussions with someone who's already knowledgeable in the field. See, we can all learn something from each other and motivate each other. Well, that's it for today, folks. I really hope that this is helpful and I'll see you next time.
Toodles! And don't forget to follow this podcast. Leave a star. Yeah. Leave a star and a review. Thank you and see you soon. Creativity is a phenomenon in which people generate new ideas and innovations to create and solve problems. Creativity opens the mind and opens new doors of opportunity. Countless times, people have mistaken creativity as something childish, something that is linked to arts, dances, and theater, but that is simply not the case. Creativity is an important tool that has driven humanity to revolutionary innovations. It has brought Elon Musk the idea of bringing humanity to Mars and making it a reality. The genius of creativity has brought us so many successes and ideas to build a better future. As an example, the smartphone. Back in the day, before smartphones exist, people never would have thought that they could order food with, with only a click of a few buttons. People never would have thought that they could have a camera, a communication device, a game, a remote, a search engine, all in one small device called the smartphone. And the smartphone exists because of brainstorming and creativity to solve a world problem. And creativity could also be seen in many different factors in life, whether that would be generating new ideas to solve a difficult problem, finding new innovations to help the world, or just a simple idea for a small little project. I have a theory in which I believe that genius and creativity are linked together. How? Well, if you pay attention to all these well-known geniuses like Albert Einstein, Elon Musk, and Nikola Tesla, is that they have an out-of-the-box way of thinking. They're able to think out of the structures and the rules to generate these ideas. That leaves the world in awe. And people often wonder, how did they come up with these things? How did they generate these out-of-the-box thinking? Well, the answer is quite simple. It's creativity. What is unfortunate is that based on research by UC Berkeley, you psychologists suggest that creativity generally tends to decline as we age. Through a series of experiments, it was found that adults resorted to less creative thought process than children. Now, what is the cause of this decline? Based on a TED talk called Three Tools to Become More Creative by Balder Onerhim, the cause of the decline of creativity is because as we get older, we start to put things in boxes. We inserted rules automatically and think that things have to be done in a certain way. We categorize things and activities inside a little box and labels them. Whereas if we look at children, they don't have this put-in-the-box way of thinking and categorizing because children, they're still learning about the world and so these sets of rules don't apply to them. And this causes the creativity outbursts of thinking outside the box, thinking beyond the rules and its structures. So. The question is, how can we unlock our creative genius? Based on a TED talk by Balder Onehim, yep, him again, he mentions three tools to become more creative. Tool number one is to think 
randomly. When he said think randomly, what does he mean by that? Well, here's a little fun activity. When you're brushing your teeth today, late or later night, and try to think about three random words. The words shouldn't have any links to each other. Why could this be helpful? Because this activity will force us to think beyond the structure and beyond the rules. To think, to think this way, for children, this activity would be a piece of cake. They could say random words like cat, meatballs, and balloon, and they have no connections whatsoever. But for adults, this activity is a bit harder because of all the groupings. And remember, to be creative, we have to break out of these rules. Tool number two is to think about a problem that you're currently facing. Open a Wikipedia page and generate a random article. I know there's a button there called generate random encyclopedia or article in the Wikipedia page. The point is, just click on that button and whatever article you get, try to make a connection to your problem and the article. No matter how random the article is, try to find a way to force those two things together. I tried this activity before and in my case, it did work. I remember I have a project in my school organization and the problem is that we're searching for creative, effective words to promote our school. I opened a Wikipedia page and I found an article about an old ruined building in Italy. After a couple minutes, a light bulb of idea just came up. Ding! And I came up with, let's uphold the true meaning of, ed of education. And your journey to achieve a bright future starts here. Join us. It may not seem much, but I showed it to the leader of my organization and she was amazed. And last but not least, tool number three, dreams. You know how when you play a game before you go to sleep, you end up having a dream related to that game? Well, there's an actual study made a while back. A group of people are told to play a game of Tetris before they go to sleep. And most of the players would get dreams that hold a bit of element of the game, whether it be about their family members falling into place or anything related to that. So what I want you to do is, if you have a problem, think about it right before you go to bed. You'll end up having dreams about it. And when you wake up in the morning, write your dreams in a journal. It doesn't matter how crazy your dream is. Just write it down. It will help you generate some ideas. Now, how does this work? Well, as we mentioned before, creativity is an out-of-the-box thinking, a thinking beyond the structure and its rules. And if you notice, whenever we dream, some of the world structures within our dreams at that time doesn't really apply to reality's rules. When you're in a dream, let's say, and then you have uh, a new dream about, let's say, you're invited to a horse marriage. You might not think much of it, but when you're in real life and you think about you getting invited to a horse marriage, that's just another story. You might be confused. Or sometimes in the dream, you dream about a bus flying up to the sky. Now in your dream, 
that might be a normal thing and you might not think too much of it. However, when it comes to real life, you might have to really think that through and maybe fix your glasses or maybe go to the psychologist because I think you're hallucinating. But yes, the dream doesn't have the same structures and this will help us to uh, create these new ideas. Well, that's it for today's podcast about the genius of creativity and how to unlock it. Thank you so much for listening and making it this far. Be sure to give this podcast a rating, give it a follow, and I'll see you in the next one. See ya! Creativity is a phenomenon in which people generate new ideas and innovations to create and solve problems. Creativity opens the mind and opens new doors of opportunity. Countless times, people have mistaken creativity as something childish, something that is linked to arts, dances, and theater, but that is simply not the case. Creativity is an important tool that has driven humanity to revolutionary innovations. It has brought Elon Musk the idea of bringing humanity to Mars and making it a reality. The genius of creativity has brought us so many successes and ideas to build a better future. As an example, the smartphone. Back in the day before smartphones exist, people never would have thought that they could order food with, with only a click of a few buttons. People never would have thought that they could have a camera, a communication device, a game, a remote, a search engine, all in one small device called the smartphone. And the smartphone exists because of brainstorming and creativity to solve a world problem. And creativity could also be seen in many different factors in life, whether that would be generating new ideas to solve a difficult problem, finding new innovations to help the world, or just a simple idea for a small little project. I have a theory in which I believe that genius and creativity are linked together. How? Well, if you pay attention to all these well-known geniuses like Albert Einstein, Elon Musk, and Nikola Tesla, is that they have an out-of-the-box way of thinking. They're able to think out of the structures and the rules to generate these ideas. That leaves the world in awe. And people often wonder, how did they come up with these things? How did they generate these out-of-the-box thinking? Well, the answer is quite simple. It's creativity. What is unfortunate is that based on research by UC Berkeley, you psychologists suggest that creativity generally tends to decline as we age. Through a series of experiments, it was found that adults resorted to less creative thought process than children. Now, what is the cause of this decline? Based on a TED talk called Three Tools to Become More Creative by Belder Onerhim, the cause of the decline of creativity is because as we get older, we start to put things in boxes. We inserted rules automatically and think that things have to be done in a certain way. We categorize things and activities inside a little box and labels them. Whereas if we look at children, they don't have this put in the box way of thinking and categorizing because children, they're still learning about the world, and so these sets of rules don't apply to them. And this causes the creativity outbursts of thinking outside the box. 
thinking beyond the rules and its structures. So, the question is, how can we unlock our creative genius? Based on a TED talk by Balder Onehim, yep, him again, he mentions three tools to become more creative. Tool number one is to think randomly. When he said think randomly, what does he mean by that? Well, here's a little fun activity. When you're brushing your teeth today, late or later night, and try to think about three random words. The words shouldn't have any links to each other. Why could this be helpful? Because this activity will force us to think beyond the structure and beyond the rules. To think, to think this way, for children, this activity would be a piece of cake. They could say random words like cat, meatballs, and balloon, and they have no connections whatsoever. But for adults, this activity is a bit harder because of all the groupings. And remember, to be creative, we have to break out of these rules. Tool number two is to think about a problem that you're currently facing. Open a Wikipedia page and generate a random article. I know there's a button there called Generate Random Encyclopedia or Article in the Wikipedia page. The point is, just click on that button and whatever article you get, try to make a connection to your problem and the article. No matter how random the article is, try to find a way to force those two things together. I tried this activity before and in my case, it did work. I remember I have a project in my school organization and the problem is that we're searching for creative, effective words to promote our school. I opened a Wikipedia page and I found an article about an old ruined building in Italy. After a couple minutes, a light bulb of idea just came up. Ding! And I came up with, let's uphold the true meaning of, ed of education. And your journey to achieve a bright future starts here. Join us. It may not seem much, but I showed it to the leader of my organization, and she was amazed. And last but not least, Tool number three, dreams. You know how when you play a game before you go to sleep, you end up having a dream related to that game? Well, there's an actual study made a while back. A group of people are told to play a game of Tetris before they go to sleep. And most of the players would get dreams that hold a bit of element of the game, whether it be about their family members falling into place or anything related to that. So what I want you to do is if you have a problem, think about it right before you go to bed. You'll end up having dreams about it. And when you wake up in the morning, write your dreams in a journal. It doesn't matter how crazy your dream is. Just write it down. It will help you generate some ideas. Now, how does this work? Well, as we mentioned before, creativity is an out-of-the-box thinking, a thinking beyond its structure and its rules. And if you notice, whenever we dream, some of the world structures within our dreams at that time doesn't really apply to reality's rules. When you're in a dream, let's say, and then you have uh, a new dream about, let's say, you're invited to a horse marriage, you might not think much of it, 
But when you're in real life and you think about you getting invited to a horse marriage, that's just another story. You're like, you might be confused. Or sometimes in the dream, you dream about a bus flying up to the sky. Now in your dream, that might be a normal thing and you might not think too much of it. However, when it comes to real life, you might have to really think that through and maybe fix your glasses or maybe go to the psychologist because I think you're hallucinating. But yes, the dream doesn't have the same structures and this will help us to uh, create these new ideas. Well, that's it for today's podcast about the genius of creativity and how to unlock it. Thank you so much for listening and making it this far. Be sure to give this podcast a rating, give it a follow, and I'll see you in the next one. See ya!